this gives me an excuse. This gives me an excuse to press the pause button and have time to heal not only my shoulder, but just stop. I mean, just not have to do all of the things. Not have to go to work and have that burden. Not have to do all of the things around the house because my shoulder's going to be in a, in a sling. Welcome, everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late 30s, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today on the podcast, I'm going to get a little gritty because I'm feeling gritty. There's a few things that I've wanted to bring up on the podcast that I haven't had the courage to do. And so I'm going to bring them up today because I've finally gotten the courage to use my voice and do this. And also, I just want to talk to you like we were sitting on the back porch having a cup of coffee. So it's going to be more of my normal language, but I want this to be gritty and I want to be heard. And I hope you resonate with this because this is my very true to life story and what I've gone through and I hope it helps. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was, have you ever seen the movie Bad Moms? It's a great movie if you haven't seen it. But there's a scene where the three of them are sitting at the bar and Kristen Bell's character says, sometimes when I'm driving in my car alone, I fantasize that I get in a car accident, not a bad one, but that I get injured and I get to stay in the hospital for two weeks. And she goes, I get to sleep all day and eat jello and watch TV and my kids bring me balloons. And then she turns to her two friends in the movie and says, do y'all ever think about that? And they're like, no. I remember watching that in the movie and going, yeah, absolutely. I would love two weeks off. And the fact that it had to happen from a car accident, it didn't bother me. I mean, I thought that was a genius, poignant part of the movie for moms and for people that just feel burnt out. And probably about a year ago, I underwent a mammogram and they saw this little lymph node and they said, well, we need to biopsy it. Doesn't look, you know, super concerning, but we, with your history of breast cancer in the family, we just figured we should biopsy it. And I remember 
going down all the paths, like, oh my gosh, what if this is something? And then, you know, with all of my learning that I've done, I know that worrying doesn't really help anything. And so I would try to stop that path of worrying and stay in the moment. And then there's this thought that just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And it was like, I don't know that I'd mind if it was just a little bit of cancer, right? Like if it was just a carcinoma in situ and I just needed to have surgery and got like a couple weeks off, that wouldn't be so bad, right? Like that'd be kind of nice. I get a couple weeks off. And that's when that flashback to bad moms would kept coming into my head. And I just kept thinking, how sad is it that I want to have just a little bit of cancer so that I can get a break? Or how sad is it that Kristen Bell's character wanted to get in a just a little bit of a car accident where she was hurt just enough to stay in the hospital a couple weeks to get a break? Like, is that where we're at? And that's where I was at. And I remember telling some of my other mom friends and they were like, yeah, we've never thought that way. And I, again, I just, I don't think that I am different in this. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are probably thinking just in the back of their heads, like, man, that wouldn't be so bad. I would get a break. And then, you know, recently it's been my shoulder, which has been, it could possibly need surgery or maybe not. And I was thinking, basically, I I don't want to have shoulder surgery and I am doing everything I can to avoid shoulder surgery. But there was a little piece of me that was like, but what if I just take six weeks off to heal? Like, what does that look like? What would that be, you know, such a blessing And I don't know if I was just trying to make some good out of the situation or whether I was back at that moment where it's like, this gives me an excuse. This gives me an excuse to press the pause button and have time to heal not only my shoulder, but just stop. I mean, just not have to do all of the things, not have to go to work and have that burden, not have to do all of the things around the house because my shoulder's going to be in a, in a sling. And it's just funny that why? Why do I let myself get pushed to that brink? Or why does society push us that far? Why does the culture push us that far? And is it just the culture of medicine? Or is this just in general, people feel this way? I mean, you know, Kristen Bell's character wasn't working in medicine when she felt that way. Does everybody feel this way? And is it, is it just me? And I don't think it is. And that's why I wanted to get a little gritty on this podcast today, because I was like, I don't think this is just me. I think if we are getting pushed to the point where we want to have just a little car accident or just a little cancer to get a break, I mean, that says something. That says a lot, actually. And if you've ever thought that way, I just want you to know that I think there's way more people that that feel that way. And the other thing is that I think it's normal. I think our bodies are saying, yeah, like we need a break. And I just think we need to take a hard look at 
society and culture and all these things around us that are pushing us to the fact of we need to take a break by getting sick. So I just want you to pause on that for a second because I just, I think that's our reality now. And I really wish it weren't. And I'd like to offer up that you can push the pause button before that. But I know it's wicked hard because I haven't done it. I mean, I got like eight weeks of PTO. I'm about to lose PTO because you can't acquire more than that. And I haven't pushed the pause button. I haven't said I'm just going to take a month off just to gather myself. So anyway, I just wanted you to know that if you've ever had those thoughts, I'm with you. I wish I had more answers. I just hate that society and culture is pushing us to that. I guess that's my point. Okay, on to the next thing. So this morning I was listening to a podcast uh, by Martha Beck, and it's called The Gathering Room. And whenever I have a little bit of time and I'm feeling kind of not down, but just kind of like in a little bit of fight with myself, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it seems like it's going to be a busy day. And I don't know. I mean, just when I feel that, I, I don't know, I don't other, I guess it's tension. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I, I usually just turn on one of her podcasts because it usually gives me the message that I need to hear. This morning, I actually listened to two which was interesting. They tied into each other really well. And it really was the message that I needed to hear. But it talked about when you're trying to fall asleep at night and the monsters come out, you know, you can't fall asleep because you're starting to think about all of your day and the things you did wrong and what you could have done better and all the things you have to do and the lists. And I've talked about this before. What's really interesting is she talked about a quote from Pascal that said, the source of all of our misery is our inability to sit quietly alone in a room. And she said, because we don't sit quietly alone in a room, the time that we get quiet is right before bed. And when we get quiet, that is when our brain is going to pull up all of the stuff that we need to process and work through. And if we're not doing it at another point in the day, that is when it's going to come out. And I thought this was really interesting because I was really resistant to meditation. And I kept going back to it because the science behind it is amazing. It's really good for your brain. But when she explained it that way this morning, it just made way more sense to me that our brain needs quiet to process. And if the only time that we are getting quiet in our day is to lay down to sleep, that is when our brain is going to bring up everything we need to process. So if we don't make time for meditation where we're quiet, and I'm not talking, and I'll talk a little bit more about this, about 
meditation and, and why it can be a little frustrating. But if we don't take that quiet time, let's not even call, call it meditation. Let, let's just call it, again, sitting alone in a room and being quiet. If we don't take that time for our brain, it will take the time because it needs it. It's a physiological need of the brain. And I encounter this a lot. I mean, I've encountered it personally, but I also encounter it a lot with my patients that they'll say they have difficulty sleeping or if they wake up at night, they can't get back to bed because their brain is just going and going and going and it won't stop. Well, it needs quiet time. It's that important to your brain that it will make it happen if you are not making space for it to happen. And so meditation gives it that space. So I always thought meditation was you had to clear your head and you had to stay clear and you couldn't think thoughts. And if you thought a thought, you had to, you had to not think the thought. That's not what it's been for me. When I tried to make it that, it was very frustrating. Meditation is just about, I just focus on my breath and then thoughts of the day will come in and I'll think about it and I'll think about it. And sometimes it's my creative time and sometimes I indulge in that creative thinking. And then I'll realize I'm thinking and go, oh, okay, I'm gonna go back to my breath now. And then my mind will go somewhere else and then I'll say, oh, I'm thinking again. I'm gonna go back to my breath now. And that's what your brain is supposed to do. It's supposed to go into that thinking. And what's really interesting for me is that when I give my brain the time and space, number one, it's when a lot of creative things come to me, but it is also when I've processed some pretty deep shit. I'm not gonna lie, like it's shit. It's not crap, it's not poop, it's shit. I mean, I've been knee deep in shit when I've been meditating and I'm not gonna lie and I'm not gonna mince words on this one. It's when I've had to go, or it's not when I've had to, it is when my brain has been like, you gotta walk through this. There is no way around it. You haven't processed this in the 44 years you've been on this earth and we are gonna process this now because if you don't, you're gonna stay stuck. And so just this morning, literally after I listened to Martha Beck's podcast, I laid down. That's how I meditate. I don't I don't sit. I lay down because I'm going to do it the way I want to do it and the way I'm comfortable doing it. So I just do it the way I want. I put pillows under my knees and I make it really comfortable and I turn on this like chimey music and it has rain in the background and it's fantastic and I get really comfortable. And I laid down and what started hitting me again and again and again was that my whole life, and I'm talking my entire life, I have felt like a bad person like at my core. And when I talk to my therapist, this makes sense. So when you're a kid and your parents are trying to teach you the cultural norms, meaning like don't run out in the street, 
because you you could get hit by a car. Um, you don't like jump on your desk up and down at school because the cultural norm says you sit in your seat and you learn. You don't run around Target like with your arm out, just like clearing the shelves off and like putting all the stuff on the floor. It might be fun when you're a kid and you think like, this is so much fun, haha. But your parents are like, no, don't do that. That's not good. That's bad. That's not what we do. That's not the cultural norm. They're just trying to teach us the cultural norms. But when we're a kid, we have very little language and very little knowledge. So the thing that we say to ourselves is, that's bad. And unfortunately, I didn't say that's bad. I said, I'm bad. And so every time I was corrected to this day, I took it as I'm bad. And I kept repeating that and repeating that. And it was subconscious. I didn't know I was doing this. But it came out this morning. And man, did it come out flying high, storming through me. And I just... I just kept having to repeat, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. I'm not bad. And then I thought back to all these like kind of all these experiences in my life that kept coming. And I thought of the age that I was at that time and what I looked like. And me now as an adult gave a hug to my other me at the different age and time and just said, you're not bad. And then I went to the next time that I felt really bad as a human. And I went to that age and what I looked like at that age. And I gave that one, that other me, a hug and just said, you're not bad. So what's interesting to me, and this took a while (laughs) and there was a lot of tears, But what's funny is that I didn't say you're good. I said, I'm not bad. And as I started thinking about this after I kind of walked through the shit, I realized I don't really like the terms good and bad because they're very finite. There's no gray. You're either good or you're bad. And that comes from when I was a kid. I know this, but I know that things aren't finite. There's all these shades of gray. And so when I think about me now, I always want to be a good person, but I really think I have to take that out of my language because I don't think I'm ever going to meet the expectations I have for myself if I continue to say, I want to be good because those expectations are incredibly high and don't allow me to have mistakes. That's my picture of good. So I'm taking that out of my language. I want to take I'm bad and I'm good out of my language. And when I was thinking about, well, what do I want to say instead of that? Because I have to say something to myself. I went through a lot of different things, but what I settled on and what feels right to me is 
that I am open and willing to learn each and every day. That made me feel settled and peaceful. And that is something that is true. Now, there are days that I'm going to have trouble being open and willing to learn, but it leaves leeway for that. Because if I wake up every morning and have the intention that I am open and willing to learn each and every day, I think that feels good. And that is something that I can strive for. And I think that's something I can achieve. I mean, even if I have a day where I am shut down, I still learn one teeny tiny little thing. Maybe it's that when I'm shut down, I don't learn well. That feels right to me. That feels like I can do that. I can be that person and I can be proud of that person. So I've decided to take good and bad out of my nomenclature, at least for me, when I'm describing me, because it does not help me. It has ripped my life apart and it's hurt. It just hurt me. And I don't need that anymore. I just don't want it anymore. So anyway, that's my shit. And it's going to be scary putting this podcast out there for me. I'm not going to lie because this is this is it, man. This is me laid out, raw, vulnerable. Holy moly. I just don't think I'm the only one. I just think there's a lot of people hurting out there that need to hear that they are not alone. And I just hope my experience of walking through it helps somebody and that they can change their language and say, yeah, I'm not going to use good and bad anymore to describe myself. I'm going to find a sentence that works for me. Maybe it's mine. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just one that works for you. But something that makes you feel peaceful and true and something that you can do each day and have success in it even when you don't feel successful. Because even when I'm not open and willing to learn, I still can take something from that day and learn it. I can. I hope that you take from this podcast that if you don't let your brain get silent at some point during the day before sleep, it's not going to let you sleep. It is that important to your brain to get silent. And it doesn't have to be meditation, y'all. It just needs to be literally sitting in silence. That is when your brain can process. It can bring up the things where you really need to look that are causing you pain. They will come up. And when you first start, they're going to come up a lot more than they don't. And I think that's why a lot of people, me included, abandon it before you're ready. Because it's not, it's not comfortable when you start. It's really not. Because up until, I don't know, 42 years ago, or sorry, up until I was age 42, so up until two years ago, I hadn't gotten quiet. So I had 42 years of stuff that ha- that my brain needed to process. And it's still processing two years later. And I'm going to keep doing it. I hope this podcast offers solidarity to those of you that are struggling so much and under so much pressure that you're like, man, I just need to get a little sick 
so that I can take a break. Anyway, I truly love y'all so much. It's so hard sometimes. It's hard to grow. It's hard to learn. It's hard to be quiet. It's, it's just hard. But what I'm learning is if I walk through the hard stuff and all of the shit, man, just all of the shit, it does get easier. It does help you be stronger and turn towards what really matters. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. All right. I'll see you back here next week. Love y'all. Bye. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.